on a Friday morning at Wax. Good morning. We got lots to do on the farm show this morning. So uh, hang in there and uh, don't leave us because we got a lot of things happening. And uh, we got a lot of chores to do, I guess, is what we're trying to say on this Friday morning. 57 degrees right now. Nice morning out there. About 82 today, partly sunny. I don't think we had a, we could have a better day than we had yesterday. As we look at the chores this morning, I'm Bob. And I'm Scott. I went out last evening, got my old convertible out, and went for a ride. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what. I Like I said, I, had, yeah. I didn't want to come home because it was just... Anybody that got a speeding ticket last night is nuts because yeah. you didn't want to be... Oh, Oh, done with what you were doing outside because what a beautiful, beautiful day and evening. Yep, I got out yesterday afternoon, hit some fields and stuff, and uh, uh, crickets out there going yeah. and uh, lots of combines out there. Combines the hitting it. That's that's what I, that's what th- I thought about right away yep. with those crickets and uh, grasshoppers. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of hay to make put up, a lot of hay down. There's some uh, you know straw to put up. It'll be partly sunny today, partly sunny tomorrow, but chance of rain on Sunday. So. You can get her done today, probably a good idea, maybe moving in some places on Saturday, but for the most part, a pretty good day. But if you got hay down or straw to bale, with your luck, it'll rain on your field. So, again, <laughs> you can get her done today, you should, because it is going to be another nice day. Man, it's been a, a – just think of last year and this year, crop-wise. What a difference. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Of course, that, that brings – there are other issues that they – Comes with well, not to be a complainer, not yeah. to be Debbie Downer here, yeah, but no. yeah, some weeds grew this year too. Well, that's there are lots issue. of weeds out there, that's for sure. Another issue is right. Well, lots going on. Governor Evers, we'll talk about that in the in the local news, not farm news necessarily, but Governor, as of tomorrow, he's going to make the population of Wisconsin at least look a little better because everybody's going to have to wear a mask. <laughs> That's right. You know, you and I have those radio faces, so yeah. I don't mind putting a mask on. No, and I, I put a mask on anyway all <laughs> yeah, the time when absolutely. I'm not around here. And uh, again, I know people say, I'm not wearing a mask. Well... If you don't, you better have two hundred dollars ready because that's what the what the fine is going to be. So again, Indeed. just a, a heads up, you know, you get yourself some kind of a mask, face covering, bandana, whatever the case is, and it's it's not for you. It's so you don't spread it to somebody else. So we got that yep. to do. Also, we'll look at the calendar because uh, end of July, first of August means uh, some deadlines. We had a chance to talk to Tammy Baldwin about uh, part of the new bill. Are we going to get another? coronavirus bill from the Congress and what will it mean for agriculture. But also at the end, we asked her another question about uh, maybe her future, and we'll play that part today. Talked to John Creaser yesterday. John, of course, is the president of the board of Countryside Co-op, so we got a little bit of an update on that uh, merger, that planned merger between Countryside and Landmark. We'll play that conversation. And best in show. We've been giving away gift certificates. We've given away 10 already. We've got 20 to give away. Scott, five more winners of our best in show. We'll go with Jenna Femmel from Marshfield, Chris, uh, Kim Dackel from Sheldon, Christina Luchterhand from Nielsville. Jessica Jessica Langer Jacobson from Bangor and Brooke Magnus from Nielsville. So those are our latest five. So we've given away 15 already, courtesy of Marika Gouda and, of course, R.J. Jarowski Construction in Whitehall. So real fast, go through the 15 we've named the last five, Scott, we'll give you on Monday, but the 15 gift certificate winners from Marika's Gouda and R.J. Jarowski. Who are they? We have Judy Olson of Galesville. Rachel Pankratz of Auburndale, Tia Bowl of Fairchild, Shana, uh, Sh- Sh- yeah, Shiana Zettler of Athens, Abby Frisk of New Lisbon, Nicholas Steeman of Greenwood, Mel Hart of Bangor, Hayden Huth of Cameron, Rachel Belke of Thorpe, Amanda Gadel of Eau Claire, Jenna Femmel of Marshfield, Kim Dackel of Sheldon, Christina Luchterhand of Nielsville, Jessica Langer Jacobson of Bangor, and Brooke Magnus of Nielsville. Very good. So those are 15 of the 20. Scott will reveal the other five on Monday. And why did you just yeah. read all 20 at once? Because we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have five more on Monday. So lots of news, lots of stuff to get to this morning. On an awfully nice Friday morning here in our part of the world. Man, where else would you want to be right now?
I guess you can't go anyplace anyway. And on a Friday morning here at Wax, 57 degrees, nice day today. I guess we could say just like yesterday, so enjoy it. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's the morning news. NBC News Radio, I'm Dean Mucho. The FDA says a coronavirus vaccine doesn't need to work 100% to get approved. Brian Shook reports. As long as it's safe, it only needs to be at least half effective. The commissioner noted how everyone wants a vaccine now, but that's not realistic. So he says dropping to at least 50% is reasonable given the pandemic. Several companies around the world are working on a vaccine. The hope is that one will be ready for approval by November. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. President Trump wants Congress to pass the coronavirus relief package now. During a briefing yesterday, Trump accused Democrats of looking to November's election instead of helping pass a bill. He argued Democrats need to be ignored when they act in an extremely partisan manner. The president also called for expanded unemployment benefits, funding for schools, and economic relief payments for families. The nation's economy saw a historic fall in the second quarter as the GDP fell at an annualized rate of nearly 33% with fallout from the coronavirus pandemic. That's the biggest drop in GDP since records began in 1947. It fell 10% during the recession of 1958 and 8.4% during the Great Recession of 2007 to 2009. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos is continuing to push for kids to return to the classroom. She told Fox News that it's critical that kids return to some sense of normalcy. Kids need to be with other kids. They need to be back in school. They need to be with their teachers. They need to get on with their lives. DeVos also warned against teachers going on strike. It comes as the American Federation of Teachers Executive Council passed a resolution that addresses the so-called safety strikes. They're supposed to be used only when all other options have been exhausted. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. And again, uh, in Kay, we'll get into it in our local news, but again, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Governor Evers has issued a statewide mask-wearing mandate effective tomorrow? Effective tomorrow, and it's effective in any indoor spaces, basically, uh, any indoor public kind of spaces, bars, restaurants, shops, offices, Grocery and, stores, uh, beer gardens. You know. Yeah, and and those outdoor restaurants and, and things that if you're not actively eating okay two hundred dollar fine two hundred dollar fine and uh kicks in tomorrow kicks in tomorrow all right so we'll, we'll get more on that yep. but again just so you're aware of that we'll take a look at the weather not a bad time to be outside premier livestock and auctions is excited to announce a special bred beef cow beef breeding bull and feeder cattle auction tuesday august 4th and a dairy cattle auction wednesday august 5th both at the sale barn south of Withy. That beef auction starts at 11 a.m. August 4th. They're expecting 400 to 500 head. Call the sale barn with your consignments. The dairy cattle auction will be at 11 a.m. August 5th. This sale is a complete retirement herd dispersal. 105 high-quality Holstein dairy animals from the J.C. Overlook Farms of Withy. Besides the on-site sales, Premier Livestock is excited to work with cattle USA.com for information about these and other sales. Contact Premier Livestock and Auctions at 715 229 2500 or visit Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Five minutes after five on a Friday here at Wax. Today, pretty much just like yesterday. And if you, you didn't like yesterday... <laughs> Uh, you got a problem. Partly sunny, low 80s. And uh, tonight, kind of clear. Saturday should be a partly sunny day as well, about 84. But then Sunday, it's going to cool off. High's only going to be about 70 with a chance of rain. So be aware of that. You got hay down, straw down, you got to deal with. Get her done today or tomorrow. 
Then on uh, Monday, it's not going to cool up or warm up a whole lot. Low 70s on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, but partly sunny skies. So it looks like late Saturday into Sunday, our, our chance of rain, but uh, temperatures definitely cooling off. The cattle are going to love it. Rice Lake, a little fog in 52. Medford also at 52. Wausau, 59, 58 in Marshfield. We got lacrosse at 63. Green Bay is a pleasant 60 degrees. So is Madison and Sun Prairie. Warm spots, Milwaukee at 71 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Right now, we're nice and comfortable as well. 57 degrees, looking for sun and 82, and we're looking for numbers next. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're wondering what to do about doo-doo floating in your basement or yard, the first order of business is to discover the origin of the feces. And you can do that by contacting the professionals at Advanced Septic Installation. They'll give you the scoop on poop and take care of things with new septic systems, repairs, and excavating for residential and commercial projects. And they're also certified in real estate inspections. With over 30 years of experience, you can count on craptastic service. To learn more about what to do with number two, click Advanced Septic Installation. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rural Mutual Insurance again bringing us our market information as they do every morning here on Wax. Seven and a half minutes after five and Scott the Cash Livestock here at the end of the week. Fed beef steers are at 95 to 101 with mixed 65 to 94. Fed beef heifers 94 to 98 and a quarter with mixed 77 to 93. Fed Holstein steers are at 90 to 95. Cows 42 to 73 and bulls 56 to 92. Uh, the sh- new crop market lambs are at 1 to 133 and old crop market lambs are at 1 to 115. Feeder lambs are at 125 to 190. All right, and taking a look at the futures market as far as livestock, cattle were higher yesterday, hogs were lower. August live cattle, 101.72, that was up 27. October cattle, 106.75, up 70. December, 110.45, up a half a dollar. February cattle, 113.50, up 52. Feeder cattle for August, 143.02, up a dollar five. September, 144.42, up a dollar eighty-five. October feeders one forty-four fifty-two. Up one twenty-seven. November at one forty-four fifty-seven. Up eighty-seven. January at one forty-three twelve. Up ninety-five. As we said, the hog contracts were lower. August fifty-one forty-two down a dollar sixty-five. October at forty-eight thirty-two down a dollar and a half. December hogs forty-nine seventy-seven down one twenty-five. February at fifty-nine oh two. That was down. 95, and the other day I had a chance to talk to A.V. Roth, who was the, uh, well, he's been a fifth-generation hog producer down in Wasika in southwest Wisconsin, and he's also president of the National Pork Producers, and in a few days we'll hear that conversation about uh, the dire straits of the hog industry. We emphasize dairy all the time, but uh, the hog industry is uh, really struggling as well. And on the Board of Trade, not a lot of movement here. This uh, good report on the progress of the crops is just and then you get a few sales, so kind of works itself out. December corn overnight a penny higher at three twenty eight. The oats down a fraction at two seventy one. November soybeans up four cents at eight ninety two. October meal up a dollar eighty at two ninety six twenty. December wheat up four at five forty. Barrel cheese down eight cents yesterday two thirty six. The blocks down two and a half at two twenty nine and a half. Double A butter up five and a quarter at one sixty and three quarters. The July Class 3 price was up 12 at 24.54. August down 36 at 20.80. September down 58, 18.76. October down 4 at 17.82. Remember the day before, August, September, and October were all down the daily limit, 75 cents. So those are some big drops the last couple of days. November Class 3 was up 6 at 16.75. Well, what's going on with the uh, proposed plan merger between Countryside Co-op and Landmark Co-op down in Cottage Grove. Had a chance to visit with John Creaser, who's president of the board of the Countryside Co-op, and uh, we'll hear his uh, 
comments on that next right here on Wax. You know that taking care of the people who count on you means taking on the toughest problems and that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all solution. We're Bremer Bank. We know your path to success won't look like anyone else's, and we're ready to help you make your way. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at bremer.com. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during COVID-19. Give a $40 one-time gift. Text the word HOPE to 83393. That's HOPE to 83393. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. One of the bigger stories of the week, maybe the month, maybe the summer, is uh, the fact that we are having another merger of major cooperatives, major farm-owned cooperatives in Wisconsin countryside of Durand and landmark of Cottage Grove are going to be one organization as of March 1st of next year, if everything goes as planned right now. John Creaser is with me. John has been the president of the board of Countryside Cooperative for the past few years. And, uh, John, how long have these talks been going on? And what, I guess, precipitated the talks initially for the two co-ops to get together and discuss this possibility? I'd, I'd say our, uh, the board has gave our general manager, you know, direction to look for ways to improve the efficiencies of the co-op. And one would be is uh, doing some buying products together, whatever, in the future. And uh, Landmark was one of them that was identified. And so this started over a year ago. So, And these are the two largest farm service cooperatives in the state, aren't they? Um, yeah, probably would be. I guess uh, size isn't isn't what uh, is important here it's the efficiency bringing back to the members equity reassuring the member that they have a profitable co-op get all the services that they need and there's more and more demands of the farmer every day in the technology world and the ability to find more information to buy products buy them at the right price and still have a return to the bottom line and the return to members' equity at the end of the day is a huge part of this. So Now, you still got some hoops to go through before this all happens. The plan is for, as we said, 1st of March of next year, you've got to get messages and information out to members. You have to have a vote. Let's talk about member meetings, first of all. Are they on the horizon here shortly? Are they going to be after the fall harvest? What kind of plan do you have for that? Our plan is that uh, member the voting members' information went out on last Saturday, so they should most farmers should have them in hand. Today is like the 30th of July, and they should have them in hand now. And this is a member; these both co-ops are active member, active farmer members voting only, and so the countryside members will be voting and. Uh, all that information is in their packet right now, and the meetings, there'll be three separate meetings, and this COVID-19 is a concern to the co-op. We want to protect our patrons as they come to these meetings, so we're asking for reservations to come to these meetings, and probably a limit of two people per, uh, like, account number or voting member to come to these. And the reason we're asking for reservations, the big thing is this COVID-19 say we got one plan and then all of a sudden we have to change it we got to notify these people back that the meeting is going to be changed and our our plans our meetings are going to be here around that week on Monday I think it's the 10th you know Monday Tuesday area there we'll have a meeting in Richmond we'll have a meeting in Osseo and a meeting in Duran you're talking in August yes yep yeah, and so that, when uh, might you when might you schedule a vote? And would a positive vote be just a majority? Do you have to have two thirds? How does that work? On uh, this situation here, we have to have a simple majority, fifty percent plus, to have a positive vote. And uh, the ballots were sent out 
you know, like on the 25th uh, uh, July, and the ballots need to be returned back into the Durand uh, office by the 24th. Now, there's timelines. All that information is in the farmer's packets. And there's a lot of, lot of information in those things. It's almost, I've been saying it, if you read through it all, it's kind of like when that salesman tells you you have a problem with your tractor, and that salesman will say, have you read the owner's manual yet? Well, if the farmers take the time to read all these packets, there's a lot of questions answered there. And if not, I mean, there's a list of uh, board of directors from both co-ops you can call and ask questions of us, and, and we'll get the answer for you if we can't answer it immediately. So, All right. Well, John, good. Thanks for the update, and uh, we'll keep... Uh updating this as it goes on but again members of countryside co-op you should have your packets so look them over and get ready for those meetings that are coming up here in less than two weeks john creaser with us the president of the board of countryside cooperative and john the co-op will have a new name i understand yep it'll be when if this is a you know not if when the merger is completed the name will there'll be it will not be countryside and it will not be landmarked it'll be one of the first tasks to get done in the first six months or less is to identify how the co-op will be doing business and the name and again that's john creaser with countryside new name the headquarters will be in cottage grove which is uh, if you're not familiar with it right on the edge of madison there so again that's uh, that's what's going on Meetings, countryside folks, that week of August 10th, look at your packets. It's all in there. They're going to try and hold it kind of outside so they can, you know, keep people away. There will not be a meal with it or anything like that. So it's just going to be some of our uh, outside meetings to explain that. Coming up the week of August 10th, and as things develop, we'll keep you updated. Uh, John and Frank Brenner from the co-op and all those folks. Hey, we got time for a little farm news here uh, this morning. What else is going on besides that proposed merger, Scott? Good news has been hard to find during this era of the COVID-19 pandemic, but one bright spot for agriculture and consumers is that Farmers to Families Food Box program. Since that program started, farmers, nonprofit groups, and volunteers have delivered 50 million food boxes to American farm families in the or American families in need in general. Two weeks ago, China made the biggest ever one-time purchase of U.S. corn by any one buyer, and it hasn't taken them long to break that record. Yesterday, USDA officials said China purchased a record 1.937 million tons of corn from the U.S., breaking that old record of 1.76 million tons from earlier this month. That corn sale was worth about $325 million. But that's not all. The Chinese are also buying lots of U.S. soybeans. At the end of last week, they bought 1.925 million tons of our beans, the biggest soybean buy from us since November of 2016. USDA numbers, however, still show the Chinese are not on pace to meet their required purchase amounts under terms of that Phase 1 trade agreement between the U.S. and China. All right, and we've got more farm news to take a look at. we got calendar to take a look at because a lot of things, well, some things, there are not a lot of things going on, but some things are going on, including a couple fairs around the area. We'll talk about that as we go. It's a busy morning, so uh, let's get on with it. Fairs to the fairs. We got uh, fairs this weekend. It's the Eau Claire Showcase they're calling, the Black River Fair, the Jackson County Fair also this weekend. We'll hear about the fairs to the fair coming up. And, of course, we've got our best in show, too, and uh, that's been brought to us by R.J. Jarowski Construction in Whitehall, Marika Gouda in Thorpe. So we'll hear about the fairest of the fair coming up on Wax. R.J. Jarowski Construction of Whitehall has been literally and figuratively helping build area communities for nearly 50 years. And they're proud to work hand in hand with city and school leaders across Wisconsin to build a brighter future. City, educational, and medical leaders can rest assured their projects will be handled with the utmost care and professionalism with R.J. Jarowski Construction. Concrete and masonry construction, design build, construction management, and crane service. Learn more at rjjarowskiconstruction.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
Time to say goodbye to another month, the last day of July. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and oh, how things have been different this year. Fairs are off and all kinds of activities. Summer music festivals are off. And even for the uh, young folks that represent Wisconsin agriculture in so many ways, Caitlin Riley is going to join us. And Caitlin, you are Allison Dairyland. You are the fairest of the fair. And I'll bet you're happy that uh, you had both positions when you did because, boy, are they different now. That's right, Bob. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley. And it's one of those things where looking back, I definitely took for granted the fact that I was going to have events. I was going to have a Wisconsin State Fair. Kaylee Vanderberg, she's our current Wisconsin Fairs to the Fairs, hailing from Fond du Lac County. And when she was selected in January, we didn't have a reason to think that this year was going to be anything but normal. As we know, fairs are canceled or modified. But the fair season still evolving just earlier this week we talked about that fair food drive-through well a few weeks ago we learned that kaylee is going to continue her role into the 2021 season so she may still see those opportunities that i had and i caught up with kaylee to see what she's doing now and how she's staying involved so back in january of this year i was selected as the 2020 wisconsin fairs to the fairs with the many fairs canceled because of the coronavirus pandemic I will be rolling my reign into 2021 and seeing you all at our 75 county district and state fairs then. For now, I am participating in state fair affiliated events, and you can also find me on Facebook and follow along with those little activities. And we're going to dive into some of those state fair related events a little bit later. But were you excited when you got to find out that you're going to get another chance at this? Because, of course, nobody predicted coronavirus. So you might still get a state fair next year. Of course, I was the Wisconsin Fairs to the Fairs and I attended no fairs. (laughs) So I was really happy that all the people at the Wisconsin Association of Fairs are giving me this experience again in 2021 to complete my reign. Also with us is Jamie Butkey, the Executive Secretary and Treasurer for the Wisconsin Association Affairs. And you guys are still working with some of the local coordinators because it could be a different pool for the candidates in 2022 since they aren't selecting another Ferris next year. Have you gotten any messages or anything like that? Or what are you hearing from fair coordinators? Sure. So, Caitlin, what we're doing is we're sending out surveys to our affairs coordinators. We did a couple Zoom calls with them to find out if it was even feasible for us to roll over into the next year. We are fearful that we may lose a couple contestants that could have only ran in 2021. But again, I guess the word for convention will be flexibility. We may see one or two contestants from a program, depending upon if the need is there. So we're going to be as flexible as we can so that everybody gets that opportunity. But we also understand we might miss a couple, but there's nothing we can do. I mean, Kaylee would not have had her year if we weren't able to, you know, forward that process. So we're still a work in progress. I would say come this fall, we're going to have a better idea of what everything looks like. We have modified the 2021 convention. We were supposed to be January 10th through the 13th. Our typical convention would include the banquet. Our associate members would do showcases. We'd have the trade show of our exhibitors. None of that's going to happen. So the convention as we know it is changed. It's now maybe going to be a two, two and a half day convention where you come in on Sunday, do some social things Sunday night, talk about the fair that didn't happen this year. We'd end up doing two days of business planning. So just with our fairs, if associates want to come, they can, but otherwise we've asked our associates to share information instead virtually with us in that facet that we can share videos about and we can promote their associate membership to our fairs, but not necessarily have them present unless they want to take place in the convention itself. So we would say that it's modified. And then we're also talking about possibly doing a day with the fairs coordinators on that Sunday. But again, we're in the early stages of that one, but we for sure are modified. We're going to be shorter. We're going to be the 10th through the 12th. And right now we are looking forward to that 2021 convention in January. But taking a step back a little bit, Kaylee, although you aren't going out and about and visiting fairs this summer, you're still staying pretty active with people who might be members of the fair community. What are you doing right now to fill that time? Because your schedule is pretty full. Yes. So I am working at Roselle Farms right here in Rosendale, Wisconsin. They were my quarantine classroom when UWRF moved classes online. So I am currently a senior at the University of Wisconsin-River Falls, 
studying dairy science and agricultural business. During the quarantine, I began working alongside AI specialist Ryan Besoff from Central Star Cooperative, who taught me about reproductive physiology, synchronization, and heat detection. While I was supposed to be visiting our state's 75 county district and state fairs, I still have gotten my fair fix with the little ones that come out to the farm and practice with their animals leading up to the Fond du Lac County Fair, which was hosted as a modified fair. But also at the farm, I am responsible for fresh cow care and checking for calvings and helping those new moms get off to a great start. In the mornings, I also enjoy driving the big payloader and mixing feed for the dry house. I learned how to drive a tractor and back a two-wheel wagon, the mixer, which I haven't done before. And another new thing I got to do was be a part of the Halage chopping crew. So lots of fun on the farm and still connected with the fair and the people in the fair industry. I would say you're really cruising ahead of me with your on-the-farm skills. It's pretty exciting to see a woman out there who is serving not only as ambassador for our fair industry, but also has her boots on the ground with the people who are such a crucial part of it. And you touched briefly on this, that there are some aspects that you are getting to participate in. Some of those include the Wisconsin State Fair Necessities. We know that there is a lot of components of the state fair, and these necessities incorporate more than a dozen. Do you want to tell me a little bit, Kaylee, about what all these include? Yes, we still have our official fairware merchandise presented by TSMGI, and you can find the store at wistatefair.com. In the store, you will find the Fairtastic poster and postcard contest. And we have our winning grand champion entry designed by a Milwaukee artist. This artwork is destined to become a collectible as it will commemorate 2020 as the year without a fair. 2020, the year without a fair. I was going to say, well, I better put an S on the end of that because it's the year without a lot of fairs. That's for sure. 28 minutes after 5 o'clock. And, and again, the Wisconsin fairest of the fair, she's really got nothing to do. So she's yeah, going to hang around right, for yeah. another year. Yeah, which why is a, not? Which is a nice thing. Yep. So that's a good deal, too. All right, we've got uh, 28 minutes after 5. Uh, Scott's going to take a look at some of our local news, including that mandate from the governor. That's next. Buer Lumber and Prentice isn't just a sawmill. It's a family-owned and operated business. And they want you to join their family. Buer Lumber is looking for skilled laborers, maintenance, forklift operators, electricians, and second shift general laborers. They offer a competitive salary with affordable benefits such as medical, dental, and vision. Apply online at BuerLumber.com. That's B-I-E-W-E-R Lumber.com. Or call 715-428-2762. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, the governor did make a mandate starting tomorrow, Scott. What's that all about? Yep, today is the last day most of Wisconsin can go without wearing a mask. Governor Tony Evers yesterday ordered a statewide mask requirement to try to slow down the rising coronavirus numbers in the state. That mask requirement takes effect tomorrow. It applies to anybody who's five years old or older and applies to bars, restaurants, shops, offices, and other indoor spaces. It also applies to beer gardens and outdoor restaurants. People can face a $200 fine for not wearing a mask. The governor said local mask requirements have proven to not be enough for that coronavirus control. Eau Claire's health director has been asking for that statewide mask mandate for weeks. Yesterday, she got her wish. County City Health Director Eliska Gizzi said Governor Evers made the right decision in ordering that statewide mask requirement. Gizzi said one statewide order makes it easier for people to follow the rules. There already is pushback to the order, however. Washburn County Sheriff Dennis Stewart yesterday said he won't enforce the governor's mask mandate. The sheriff said the governor is overstepping his bounds. Washburn County has had 17 people test positive for the coronavirus since March. Taylor County Sheriff also issued a statement last evening that he won't be enforcing that mask mandate. Why would you do that? I mean, that's like you and I coming in here. I mean... If you don't want to do it, just don't do it. But yep. don't don't broadcast it. I mean, yeah. that's like, a, well, 
We're going to do the farm show, but we're not going to do any markets. I don't like the markets, so we're not going to do the markets. We just, just won't do the just markets. Just won't do the markets. Why? <laughs> but anyway. Well, um, there's a there's an interesting twist on this all, too. Um, the last mask mandate in the shutdown order, uh, of course, went to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court overturned the governor's rule by a 4-3 to three margin. And one of the people voting in favor of overturning it was lame duck at the time, Justice Daniel Kelly. And Jill Karofsky, who beat Dan Kelly in that election, in the last election, is taking office. She'll be sworn in tomorrow. And she's going to be sworn in, of all things, as she's running a 100-mile ultramarathon. She's going to be uh, sworn in at 1 p.m. during the ultramarathon, and then she'll continue and run the final 65 miles of that marathon. Where is that, in Wisconsin? Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's that's a long way to run. I've run a lot of regular full marathons, 26.2 miles, but that's a whole bunch. Let me give you the numbers, though, on the coronavirus count in Wisconsin. Shows more people in the hospital because of the virus. The state's Department of Health Services yesterday reported that 341 people are being treated for the virus in hospitals. The DHS said 104 of those people are in intensive care units. The state yesterday reported just over 1,000 positive coronavirus tests and over 16,000 negative tests. The state count right now is 52,108 positive tests with 919 deaths attributed to the coronavirus. Trempolo County, which yesterday recorded 16 positive cases for the day, recorded its second death. The county in Trempolo County now has 301 positive cases, 75 of them considered active. And Milwaukee's Democratic National Convention will be here and gone in a flash. DNC planners yesterday said they will meet for just two hours each night starting August 17th. The convention ends on August 20th. That means the total convention time will be about eight hours. Most of the convention will happen online. Planners yesterday did say that Joe Biden's vice presidential pick will deliver a speech from Milwaukee on the 18th, and Biden himself is supposed to speak from Milwaukee that next night. And All right, and uh, speaking of that, <laughs> we talked yesterday with a potential candidate for vice president, Senator Tammy Baldwin, talked about agriculture, but at the end I uh, had, to, had to ask her. Baldwin is with us, and Senator, I have to ask you, the news is that uh, Mr. Biden will name his vice presidential running mate, it will be a woman. Your picture is uh, all over TV as uh, one of the possible candidates. Have you talked to the Biden people? What's your status as you know it now as far as maybe being a vice presidential candidate? Well, of course, I, I speak with the uh, Biden campaign very frequently, but my uh, my goal from the very, very beginning is to be helpful in any way possible to make sure that uh, Joe Biden wins Wisconsin and uh, becomes our next president. And I have uh, made it clear that I'm uh, willing to uh, serve in any capacity to have that happen. Um, sharing knowledge about uh, the state of Wisconsin in particular uh, has been um, very important to me. Uh, but I am confident that uh, Vice President Biden is going to make a great selection. If asked, will you accept? I would. There you have it. I would, if asked, Senator Tammy Baldwin. All right, with that, let's find out about the weather because, man, I'm telling you, yesterday was one of the best days I can ever remember, and I've been around uh, on this rock for a long time. Kelly Slifka's over at Skyborn 13, and, uh, Kelly, I think you'd agree, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was great. There wasn't much wind, you know, sunshine, low humidity. So, you know, if you liked yesterday, I think you're going to like today as well. We've just been in this streak of really nice weather. Uh, continuing again today, we will look at a lot of sunshine again. A few cumulus clouds popping up. Basically, high pressures in control of the weather, which has been up to the north all week long. And that's why we've been seeing the uh, cooler and the lower humidity uh, over the last week or so. That will continue today. We do have some changes coming our way this weekend as a cold front slides in. That will be arriving Saturday night. And it'll be a 
a little cooler as we go into the end of the weekend into next week and much of next week probably in the uh, 70s sunny today though as we get up to about 82 the wind will be a light out of the northeast tonight we'll look at clear skies another comfortable night as we get down to 58 probably cloudy skies tomorrow most of the day dry but as that front moves in some clouds starting to move in some scattered showers moving in from the northwest probably more likely into the evening hours but before that rain moves in high of 83 showers and thunderstorms uh, tomorrow night into sunday and it's gonna be turning cooler behind this front most of the rain it looks like on Sunday will be primarily in the morning hours into the early afternoon. Struggling to get up to 75, though, on Sunday. Then we'll return to some sunshine on Monday, mostly sunny and a high of 76. Right now with clear skies in Eau Claire, 55 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Oh, man, open the windows, pull the sheet over, and go back to sleep. Huh? Oh, yeah, I wish I could have done that. <laughs> I wish I had that option this morning. Yeah, really, that's for sure. I know my alarm went off. I thought, isn't today Saturday? <laughs> uh, I know, and I just I, I waited till the second alarm. I, I said it twice. So oh, there you go. Make All sure right. I don't oversleep. Well, have a good weekend. All right, you too. Enjoy your weather because it is good. Kelly Slifka with our Weather on Wax. Weather brought to you by Bex Hybrids. Well, farmers, we're on the home stretch with the 2020 corn crop. This is Ben Pistol with the Bex Field Agronomist in Wisconsin. So corn pollination is almost complete in most of the state, and now is a great time to get onto your cornfield and check emergence. Yeah, that's right, emergence. The easiest time to check emergence and how it was back in spring is to go out into the field right now, look down those corn rows, and see how consistent the ears are set on the stalks. If you see an ear that is set lower on a stalk than the two stalks next to it, chances are that that plant emerged late, probably day two, maybe even a week later. And if you dig that plant up, it will more than likely be planted shallow. Now this becomes really important when we're estimating yields because that plant is not going to contribute to the yield in that field and it might even bring it down. So if you'd like more agronomic information like this, check out our website at bexhybrids.com and have a great weekend. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got again 57 degrees looking for low 80s with sunshine today. Another beautiful day out there. And, uh, you know, we've been talking all the time that, well, nothing going on. Be careful. And if you are going someplace as of tomorrow, take your mask with you. You're going to need it. But, uh, again, we do have things going on, Scott, and uh, things we dates we have to be aware of. Absolutely. If you haven't nominated someone to serve on your county farm service agency, county committee, or nominated a strong conservation-minded farmer or landowner to receive the Aldo Leopold Conservation Award, this is your last chance. Nominations for both end on August 1st. Local FSA offices can take your nominees for those county committee positions, and the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation will take your Leopold Award nominees and of course you'll want to do those today because the FSA offices obviously aren't open tomorrow and uh, Jeff and Kelly Lake by the way up north of us here uh, are the last year's $10,000 winners of that Leopold Conservation yeah, Award. Well, they're in the great so great awards. All yeah. right, and uh, right. great work to serve your county. What Absolutely. else is going on? Because it's busy. Absolutely. We have what account amounts to the Eau Claire County Fair, the 2020 Summer so- Showcase, wrapping up today and this weekend over at the uh, Eau Claire County Exposition Center. And a couple of the big things that are going on on Saturday, uh, tomorrow. Well, what about the judging today? On start with oh, Friday. Let's start today. with today's judging. Today they have uh, all day judging. Uh, beef is arriving this morning, uh, and uh, they're going to have their uh, fair uh, beef judging today. Beef show is today, along with exotic goats and the sheep show all today, and then tomorrow they're having their swine show, and then a charcoal dinner, uh, drive-through dinner, I should say, three to six p.m. And their livestock sale of champions is at 6 p.m. in at the uh, Expo Center. And their dairy show, by the way, is Sunday, and they'll be releasing those right after the show. The and we're not giving you times because, again, exhibitors and parents, basically all that's allowed because there are limits to how many people can gather at an event in Eau Claire County. So, again... Uh, be aware of that. But it is going on. But that uh, charcoal chicken drive through is open to the public. So you can drive through from 3 to 6 tomorrow 
and buy chicken made down in Fall Creek, brought up here. It's going to be good stuff. So that's good. And, and Jackson it. County, you got some Jackson, Jackson County, County stuff. Fair. I talked with Paul Anderson, who's the fair president, and they're kind of running the same kind of show as Eau Claire County. Uh, it is open to people, but uh, they're wanting to people keep people to a minimum on the fairground. They have no carnival going on or anything like that. But the show's regular events are going on as scheduled. Go online. Uh, and look up the Jackson County Fair WI.com, and you can see the judging online. And they will have their market animal sale tomorrow night uh, with bidders by invitation attending that. So a lot of good stuff going on that. And, by the way, today is a virtual cranberry brown bag seminar at noon uh, get a hold of the Wisconsin Cranberry Growers Association, and you can uh, get lined up with that online. And another big event still going on is the Cooley Antique Engine Club's 49th annual show. That show is always as two, as two miles north of Westby along Highway 27. It runs today, tomorrow, and Sunday. A lot of great old equipment there, White Oliver's. Uh, Minneapolis Moline Cockshuts, and they're having uh, vintage motorcycles and snowmobiles at that show. All right, and that uh, that uh, pretty much does it. But again, for COVID shutting down everything, there are a few things going on. At least kids in Eau Claire and Jackson County are getting to show their exhibits, uh, limited, obviously, from what we usually have. So, uh, again, we support all those kids, and hopefully they'll have a, a good weekend fair in Jackson County and in Eau Claire County. 57 degrees, partly cloudy, 82. Scott, let's get to the markets. Where are we going first? Let's go over and hear Mark Coger at Equity Altoona. In the Fed Cattle Division, your uh, high-yielding crossbred beef cross cattle, selling from 88 to 98 and a quarter, high-yielding. Choice some prime Holstein steers. 88 to 92, we chopped at 93.75. Choice Holstein steers, 82 to 88 with your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 82 and down. 20% of slaughter cows on Thursday selling from 63 to 68. We topped at 71.50. 60% of cows selling from 44 to 62 with 20% of cows selling below 44. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Thursday selling from 80 to 95. Thin, full bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up on Thursday, selling from 50 to $110 per head. With the light and poor quality calves selling below, your fancy beef calves selling from 75 to $150 per head. A quick reminder, the next special feeder sale here at the Altoona Market will be Friday, August the 14th. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market. That number is 715-835-3104. Now this is Mark Coger from the Equity Altoona Auction Market. Have a great day. All right, Mark. Thank you. You have a great day, too. We're about 16 minutes away from uh, 6 o'clock. Again, a gorgeous day out there, 82 or so and partly sunny, 57 right now. And speaking of gorgeous, let's get over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And the man that puts up gorgeous round bales of hay is with us, Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Well, thank you. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, excellent uh, haymaking season, so uh, yeah, another a, really lot, good a lot of good hay laying, so and some good weather to make it, too. But, boy, the crops look good. It's just, uh, yeah. just a very good stretch here, so we got to be very, very thankful for that because, uh, it, uh, like I said yesterday, all the other stuff that's going on, we got to focus on the good stuff, so we'll forget about all that other stuff. Yeah, and be careful because... Last night, last evening, I was out taking a, a casual ride around my old convertible, and you get on the, some of the back roads and the county roads, the town roads, combines are running. A lot of, as you said yesterday, a lot of small grain is coming off. So, again, be careful out there, and uh, don't be in any hurry. You don't have to be in this kind of weather anyway. So take your time and enjoy your ride in the countryside. Beautiful time, that's for sure. Well, it's Friday. Wrap up the week over at Stratford for us. Bob, I will certainly do that, and I thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. And uh, summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford, we'll start at the cow market yesterday. High-yielding, fleshy utility cows on yesterday's auction were selling from 62 to 68.5. Top this week on the cow market at 73.5. Most of the cows are this week. Uh, your average dairy cows are selling between 46 and 61. Uh, thinner cows, light carcass cows, 45 and below. 
market bulls this week. Most of the bulls were selling between 77 and 90. Lighter weight bulls, 75 and back. On the fat cattle trade, a mostly steady trend. Choice grading Holstein steers are selling from 77 to 88. Higher yielding choice and prime grade Holsteins from 89 to 94. Uh, choice grading beef steers and heifers were mostly from 87 to 96 and a half. And again, select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, 75 and down. Now on the calf market, uh, Holstein bull calves, uh, especially toward the middle of the end of the week, on a steadier to weaker tone on the bull calves. But uh, for the week, the 92, 130-pound bull calves, mostly from 70 to 130, uh, top on Monday at 145. Heifer calves, pretty much uh, $50 and below. Beef calves continue to be very good demand, 100 to 235 uh, on those calves. Just want to take a look at the uh, sales schedule for next week here at Stratford, of course, full marketing week uh, starting on Monday, of course. August, we got to talk about already. Wow. August the 3rd will be our first sale next week on Monday, of course. Uh, next Tuesday, a very busy day here in Stratford. Uh, we have the hay auction on Tuesday, also the dairy sale, and also for you folks that are uh, in the organic business, Equity Stratford will begin selling organic market cattle next Tuesday at 11 o'clock. So keep that in mind for you uh, folks in the organic business. And our next feeder cattle sale will be next uh, uh, Wednesday at 12 noon. Again, all this information on our website, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page. And if you've got questions, you can give us a buzz here, 715-687-4101. And, uh, Bob, if I may, just for a couple seconds here before I leave, of course, everybody knows I'm in municipal government. Uh, election coming up here August 11th. Folks, if you've got absentee ballots that were mailed to you, send them in today. Don't be waiting until the last minute. And if you want to request an absentee ballot, do that today, too. So give the post office time to process all this stuff, and things will go smoothly. So just thank you for that, Bob, and uh, we'll be uh, waiting to hear from a lot of folks. I've got a lot of ballots out there yet, so get those in. And in case anybody's got any questions, what's your phone number so we can have them call you to answer them? <laughs> I mean, everything in my municipality is much the same just if you got questions i guess just go on my vote wisconsin you know, and you know because it is uh although the uh absentee participation here in august is probably not going to be as obviously not as great as november but no, uh, uh, there are some there are some areas in the state that have some pretty contested races oh, yeah. for both senate and assembly so well, that is for sure so but uh, if they see you out and about they can they can ask you, you're a fountain of knowledge and all that stuff, because I know you've been in municipal government for a lot of years. Hey, Jerry, have a good weekend, and uh, enjoy this beautiful weather again today. You too, guys. And, uh, Bob, one thing, when you're driving around in your convertible, uh, uh, you know, wear a hat and some sunscreen. We don't want you, uh, you know, you've got to take care of yourself. You know? Oh, boy, I do all the time. No, Not a problem. <laughs> we'll see you next all week. All right, you guys have a nice weekend, and I thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the... Uh, I think I startled him a little bit when I answered his phone number. <laughs> All right, we've got more coming up. Our Countryside Co-op program is uh, coming up, as well as uh, we'll update you on the grain and dairy market as well right here on Wax. MyCon Cinemas is your locally owned family theaters. Right now, join them for a summer celebration in Chippewa Falls. From July 31st through August 6th, if you buy at least $5 in the concession stand, the movie is on them. That's right, free. Hot dogs and root beer floats are only $2 each. Here's your list of movies. Storks, The Force Awakens, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and Fast and Furious 2. Experience movies the way they were meant to be at MyCon Cinemas. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Try Ozzy.com now. Ozzy, it's a latte for your mind. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And at the Board of Trade overnight, we had the corn price for December up a penny at 328. The oats down a fraction at 271. December wheat up four at 540. November soybeans up four cents at 892. October meal up a dollar eighty a ton at two ninety six twenty. Country elevator prices: Doomer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. Corn delivered to those elevators two ninety one a bushel today. The soybeans eight fifty eight. And on the uh, DTN screen at Golden Plump, the corn today is two eighty five. At Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, two seventy one in the corn, eight forty five in the beans. Stevens Point has beans at eight twenty eight. Elk Mound two seventy five and eight forty six. Barter's corn is two seventy four. Beans at 847, Ellsworth 263 and 845. Ethanol plants 
Boyceville, 294. Stanley, 282. New Richmond Grain Facility, 275. Barrel cheese traded eight cents lower yesterday, 236. We have 40 pound blocks down two and a half at 229 and a half. Double A butter up five and a quarter at 160 and three quarters. July class three up 12 at 2454. August down 36, 2080. September down another 58 at 1876. October down four at 1782. November up six at 1675. So that's a look at some of our markets this morning here on wax countryside cooperative creative solutions exceptional value countryside cooperatives agronomy staff knows the importance of scouting your fields throughout the growing season and those agronomists say that if you're seeing a yellowish tint in your alfalfa fields during those scouting trips you might have pressure from potato leaf hoppers among the most common and destructive insects affecting alfalfa when potato leaf hoppers leach nutrients from the plant they inject a toxin which causes that discoloration Countryside Cooperatives agronomists can help. Contact your Countryside agronomist to get more scouting tips, threshold levels, and other management options to protect your yields. Countryside Cooperative has agronomy locations in Durand, Ellsworth, Kings Valley Osseo, Milltown, Mondovi, New Richmond, and Wamandy. For information, call 800-236-7585 or visit countrysidecoop.com. Countryside Cooperative, creative solutions, exceptional value. Wax 104.5. Time to talk crops again this Friday morning on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program. Brent Wink joins us on the program as always. And Brent, we always talk corn and soybeans, or most always talk corn and soybeans, a little alfalfa. But I'll tell you, driving around the country... There's some good-looking small grains over there. The uh, oats and the barley and some of the wheat look awful good. It's turning brown, too. You bet, Bob. And good morning to you. Good morning to everyone out there. Yeah, this, this week has been incredible. And you're right, we do spend a lot of time around corn and soybeans. And so just wanted to touch a little bit on the small grains. It's been a huge week for small grain harvest. I think... Uh, this year, it seemed like there was more of it planted, so should be plenty of straw out there for anybody that's trying to find straw for horses or cattle or anything like that as we see that coming off. But, yeah, definitely a lot of uh, winter wheat was planted last fall. Uh, winter rye has is, is always been growing in popularity. And then just the good old old-fashioned for a lot of those crops were starting to get harvested this week. It was a huge week for harvesting that. Seeing some very strong yields coming in from the winter rye, the winter wheat, the oats crops. Good test weight. We uh, ended up with pretty decent moisture, you know, having a nice week like we had here to have the moisture of the grain down. And then just give them the opportunity for putting putting some small square bales up. So I know we were actually able to get some done too, so if you if you're available, Bob, we'll put you in the hay mow this weekend, and you can kind of help unload some of these straw bales if you're if you're still uh, up for that. That in your agenda. Well, I know straw is a lot easier to handle than hay, and uh, temperatures are a whole lot nicer than they were about a week ago. Wouldn't be a bad job. <laughs> no, absolutely. But I do well, think that... I'm busy this weekend. <laughs> okay, well, I'll maybe have to try and work something out with your schedule later, but. You know, so that also gives us a great opportunity. I know some of these growers are using that chance to take these uh, fields that they harvested these small grains off and do some summer seeding of alfalfa or some growers that maybe some spring seeded alfalfa that didn't quite catch and they're trying to patch in some of that. So now's the time for doing that. We really like to see that done between now and August 15th. And just a couple real quick points on that, you know, Number one, we, we really want to make sure that we get it seeded early enough that we get about 8 to 10 inches of regrowth or growth on that crop before it hits a frost and undergo, undergoes a frost on that field. We also want to make sure that we like to see treated seed. The alfalfa that's treated has some coatings on it with some micronutrients and other things, but that coating also helps to attract moisture and have a faster, quicker germination. I'd like to see a little bit of light tillage used 
to get that alfalfa into the ground, <clears throat> making sure that you're using a drill versus air seeding. I definitely like a drill being used and a drill that's actually getting that alfalfa seed into the ground. And then being sure that you're controlling the weeds. You know, Roundup Ready alfalfa, even in the fall like this, gives us a good opportunity to plant that seed. And then as it's uh, emerging and growing, take a chance to, uh, to remove those weeds before frost sets in and just giving us a perfect start to those fields for next year. So that's been kind of a lot of it. Uh, obviously, we had a lot of corn and soybean spraying that went on all week, but it was just really nice to see all of these uh, small grain harvests going on across the country. It was just a beautiful, beautiful week for our crops this week. Thank you, Brent. It certainly has been. And again, Brent Wink on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program. But again, if you're out and about driving, there are combines and farm equipment on the road as uh, the harvest of the small grain is underway. So again, be careful. Allow them some time. The combines and those heads on those grain heads are kind of wide. So uh, be careful. I passed some yesterday. They're doing everything they can to stay you know, on the side of the road and not take too much room. But just don't go flying by them at 60, 70 miles an hour. Let's keep it safe. All right, we've got 57 degrees, looking for another gorgeous day. So the combine's probably going to be out again. The balers are going to be out, baling straw and hay. So, again, be careful out there. Enjoy the beautiful weather here in Wisconsin. Sunshine today. We should get easy into the low 80s. Looking for the best prices for your livestock? Then Terrain Livestock Market is the place to take them. Terrain Livestock is conveniently located a mile and a half north of Thorpe on Highway 73 with sales every Monday and Wednesday. Terrain Livestock Market features a clean, modern facility and, for your convenience, a drive through area. For more information, call 715-669-7127. Terrain Livestock Market, striving to be the best market of choice for your livestock. Wax 104. 